Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Previously on Dungeons and Dragons. Am I making any pancakes for the dwarf in the cell? We should probably, like, chat with him. I wasn't trying to do anything against the cult. I lost my mask. The, the cult of the dragon has it. I can't go back there. They will kill me. Is Flint looking a little sad that he didn't need to use his belt slash naked form to charm (laughs) (laughs) What would be the thorn in their craw? We do not want Tiamat to rise. Well, I mean, there's a couple organizations helping them out, like the Wizards of Thay. There's a couple guys stationed, or they were last stationed at Xanthal's Tower. You're going to find Nergoth Bladelord. Jorgen Paul, Iskender, he's there too. They don't want Tiamat to come back. They want power for themselves. You guys got shrunk down. A whole bunch of tiny frogs are coming out for the sock. And you uh, fly towards Grants and says he, he's just ducking in and you see his head kind of poke back out. Don't squish him! Grancis looks over to you and he's like, oh, I was right. These were the grungs that I accidentally shrunk. I've been talking to their head honcho here, and he seems to think that we can settle the differences. Uh, there's apparently also something else that I... I I'm still not 100% sure what it is. Shut up. What do we have to fight? I don't know. Uh, I'd love some sort of weapon if we're fighting something. Uh, they're gonna give us, uh, give us some weapons. They lead you to what looks like an open coliseum or arena, and they... Push all five of you through this door and the big gate slams shut. And stepping out is a giant white sock dragon. That's my sock! And it lets out a moaning dry bellow. So they're gonna let us go. I just have to make sure that I get them back to where they came from. So you guys have drinks and you rest. The next day, you are called upon uh, by Leosin and he leads you to where the council is having their meeting. And he opens the door and you see the entire council chamber barking and yelling at each other. It's mayhem and chaos. Welcome to Dungeons and Dragons. We are a D&D 5th edition actual play podcast. I am your dungeon master, Russ Moore, and with me today is Tom Laird. Whoa, surprise order, that's me. I play Flint Firebeard. And Carla Johnson. Hey, how's it going? I play Nulara Moonbrook. And Amy Moore. Yes, I am. I play Thea Amastasia. Welcome, everybody. Thanks for having us, Russ. Thanks for being on the show. <laughs> Happy to be here. Thanks for picking up that <laughs> Skype call. <laughs> I really appreciate it. Even though it's Tom's birthday, wish everybody Tom a 
Everybody yeah, wish, wish Tom wish everybody, wish everybody a Tom, Tom birthday. Everybody. I would like to wish all the listeners everybody birthday happy. Hashtag wish everybody a Tom birthday. <laughs> Uh, happy birthday, Tom! Happy birthday, oh, happy birthday, Tom! Way to way to celebrate it with our thirtieth episode. Yeah, Tom, you're turning thirty, right? Um, sure, we'll go with that. <laughs> I'm sure there's a three in it. It does start with a three. There and you there go. There we go. Nailed it. Yeah. Well, then, then we're good. Solid. So, Patreon, you get an episode dedicated to you. Like today, our episode dedication is to Gabriel Lynch. Hey, Gabe. Thank you, Gabriel. Thank you, Gabriel. Thanks, Gabriel. For supporting the podcast. We really appreciate you, as well as all the other amazing people out there. All right, fuck it. Let's play D&D. <laughs> oh, he's second week he in a row. Feisty. <laughs> That's it now. That is how we start a game. Yeah. I like it. It's it's aggressive. Right, I'm down. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's final. Like it's we're not we're not fucking yeah. around. No anymore. more chitter chatter. Except now we're going to get into all the chitter chatter. <laughs> Welcome to the council session where we talk for two hours. Oh, shit. I just heard everyone turn off the podcast simultaneously. Oh, come on. This is going to be much better than episode two. Yep. They've already no! swiped left and that little delete <laughs> option is just hovering Tune right in there to the very us. end when we all compliment each other a whole lot. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta listen to it at the very end, though. None of this skipping through yeah. stuff. Yeah. Um, there yeah. will be a quiz. There will be a quiz. You enter the council chamber, and unlike the last time you were here, where there was quiet and order, the entire room seems to be erupting in argument and chaos. You hear much heated discussion about the death or suicide of an aide from Neverwinter who Leosin mentioned had been reported as having hanged himself. You see and hear an argument between who you remember as Delane Winterhound of the Emerald Enclave and King Melandretch, the elven king of the Misty Forest, who is waving off concerns from Delane about dragon attacks in the Misty Forest, saying the elves have increased their patrols and fortified their positions. During all of this, you see Lady Laryl Silverhand quietly observing the room from the head of the council table. And then from behind you, you hear the heavy-set footsteps of Lord Dagult Neverember as he strides past you, in followed by a human woman who is very well-dressed in silver robes. You feel drawn to her presence even more than the regal Lord Neverember, but you do not recognize her from the previous council session. Lord Neverember sits at Lady Silverhand's right, and the woman following him sits beside him. You enter the room further and catch the eye of Lady Silverhand, who calmly says, above no more than a quiet conversation level, Council is in session. Be seated. Everyone quiets in the room and goes to their seat. There are four open seats between Delane Winterhound and Onthar Froome, who sees you hesitating by the door and calls you over. Come on now, you're as much part of this as any of us. Sit down and let's begin. Yes, sir. I stride over and I take a seat beside Onthar. Uh, yeah, of course, yeah. I just go sit down. Yeah, def- yeah, just just go and sit down. Francis says, okay, yeah, let's go sit down there, okay, yeah. 
Oh boy. I thought we ditched him. I looked behind me and I was like, no, Grants has been here the whole time? Yeah, Grants oh, is still God with you. Damn it. I'm so tired all of a sudden. Grances pulls up a chair and scoots really close to New Lara and says, Oh, what uh, what do you think's gonna go on here? Shh. Just just be quiet, please. Everybody kind of <laughs> Oh, yeah, okay. Uh, it's been a while since I've been one of these. I just, I just don't remember how to go. Everybody kind of looks over in his general direction. He's like, okay, sorry. Yep. As uh, everybody's seated and settles in, Lady Silverhand says, Ladies and gentlemen, we have much to discuss, and not much time to discuss it, unfortunately. Our goal here today is to learn what we can from our deputized investigators, what they have learned and gained. Second is to hear what is occurring in our various regions and determine the correct course of action moving forward. Flint, Thea, Nulara, and Grancis, what can you tell the council of your findings? Oh, wow, Grancis is a part... He's... he's we are... He has been now. assigned to you. We are... <laughs> no one else wanted him. I'm part of the team. Oh, well, nobody's gonna jump in. I'll jump in. What do you got? <laughs> Thea tries to just squash the feeling of, like, really being trapped, like like shackled to this man um i'm really torn between just letting him talk because i kind of want that to happen and yeah and me too I, I, yeah um i say i'm sorry can you repeat the question i completely blacked out after the part that you said that we're all together since the last council meeting tell us of your findings tell us of what you have found your adventures and where you come today it has taken you a little bit longer than we had anticipated. So something must have gone on. Shit, he's making us recap, bitches. It's the beginning of the year in uh, episode uh, 30. God damn it. Okay. And there's a well, song. Let's start at the end. We captured Varam the White, and we've brought him here to you. He oh, we're Quentin Tarantinoing this bitch. I get it. <laughs> Who's Quentin Tarantino? Uh, he works down the street. He starts at the end of his stories all the time oh, and works backwards. God. Interesting. Yes, yes, Varam. He has been in interrogation and he has told us some surprising things about the cult. Do, how much do you believe what he says? What did he say? We really didn't get a chance to thoroughly talk with him as oh, we he, brought him straight told, to you. He told us that you had a thorough conversation about the goings-on of the locations of the Cult of the Dragon and various people who may be swayed to our cause. They have the Dracorn. Remember? That's why we left. Originally, was to go searching to see about that. Yes. Uh, they got it. They want to use it. So, no, no surprise there. I guess, just confirming what we all suspected. Uh, the Wizards of Fae are going to cast a spell that we'll call Tiamat. There are mm -hmm. people within their organization who can be swayed. Uh, they are... I have a list of things here. They are in Zonthal's Tower. Mm -hmm. Nargoth uh, Blade Lord, Jorgen Paul, Iskander. These sound like People I've definitely heard of before. And, and who 
Who who are these people in relation to how the cult is run? These are groups that are helping the cult of the dragon, I believe. Uh, I believe Blade Lord <laughs> yes. um, uh, fears that Severin will succeed in his plan and Tiamat will end up destroying the cult. And mm-hmm. so he definitely doesn't want that. He he could be convinced to to work on our side. He wants to bring back the, this is what it looks like my notes say, Draco bitches, but I bet it says Draco liches. <laughs> Probably liches, Draco not bitches. Uh, is that Jorgen? That is Nargoth. Yes, the Draco bitches. I haven't heard of them, <laughs> but the Draco liches, yes. Then I wrote some hippogriffs, and that was the most exciting thing that happened, so I have no further memories. Oh, that was the big Harry Potter episode. I remember that one. We hear that you have swayed the Arcane Brotherhood to our cause. I don't really think it took much swaying. Yeah, they're they're on board for helping. They are a great asset. How did you go about bringing them onto our side? Uh, We we returned uh, Macoth from her icy prison, and they seemed uh, pretty amiable after that. Icy prison? Where was she being held? She was the prisoner of the ice dragon, whose name is... Aruthator. 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 There it is. Or Agruthator. Yeah. Or all variations of those words. Yes. Of course, of course. And what of Aruthator? Um, As he is known to have dealt with the cult of the dragon... Yes, he's the one who sold them the Dracorn. Interesting. And he is uh, he is studying magical tomes, right? To become... He's wanting... Yeah, he's wanting to um, procure his own magic and spells. And so Makoth was there helping, translating with all the books from the Arcane Brotherhood. Uh, you see heads nod around the room, and to your left, Anthar kind of grunts, and he's like, You know, the the Arcane Brotherhood, I, I seem to be the only one here who doesn't think this is a good idea, but they've been known to harbor some evil, evil wizard types. Uh, oh, oh, Every- oh, what's that damn elf wizard bitch's name? Is that Primsbane? Primsbane? Oh, fucker. Was he part of the... You don't know. Oh, well, I will ask. Um, does, does the name Thelonious Primsbane mean anything to any of you? Uh, you see a look of not much recollection among anybody in the okay. room. Well, he, he's like a little bit of a loose end. He kind of... He's kind of after us a little bit. Just I just want to go full disclosure here. I, I looked at I I look over to Flint and Nulara just to get like the like <laughs> Lady Silverhand says, is it something of urgent concern that we should look into? I don't know, but he seems like the kind of guy who could just like pop up at any moment, you know? Hmm. Mm. Interesting. Yes. It's kind of like a side plot bad guy. <laughs> Oh, was he a side plot bad guy? No one uh, knows exactly what when those characters pop up. Okay, well, um, we weren't able to defeat him, which is really a thorn in my paw. Um, but Anthar well, says, I can't well, remember where I was going with this. I, I seem to be the only one who doesn't like this, so I'll just I'll just keep quiet over here. I guess. Okay, good, good. Looks to you, he's like I still don't like you. I pat his thigh. <laughs> Inner thigh. 
Oh my goodness. He gives you a wink and a nod. Oh! What about the thumbs up? No thumbs up. Oh, okay. <laughs> Haven't quite reached thumbs up status yeah. yet. <laughs> yeah. He's a human. It's a dwarf thing, obviously. Oh. Yeah, naturally. Fair enough. I'm yeah. confused. I've been flirting with so many different things. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of been. Um, so, sorry, Aruthatar was killed? Uh, no, no. He, we fought him, but he managed to get away. Wounded severely. Well, that is that is something. It takes takes dragons quite a while to to recuperate. Um, so maybe he will be out of the fight for long enough um, to help us. So the Arcane Brotherhood is in in is working with us. Uh, you mentioned there's a, a rogue wizard. Um, and Varam, where uh, where did you find Varam? And uh, Varam had lost his uh, his mask, and he was he he his was white dragon mask. And then he was trying to find it, and we found him first. Did you procure ways of obtaining his mask? Uh, no, it's back in possession of the cult. Hmm. So that is why he is helping us. I take it. Yeah, he's dead if he goes back to them, so... Oh, hey, here's a fun fact. This is how I talk in council meetings. Hey, fun fact. <laughs> uh, time for one of new Lara's patented fun facts. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Quick, sound a little bitchier about it. Yeah, totally. Uh, the cult has all of the things they've been collecting, all the treasures, in the well of the dragon? Nope. It's an extinct volcano, like real supervillains. Oh, that's right, the Well of the Dragons. Yeah. Um, did you get... Oh, obviously, Varam has given this information, but for the council, did you get the location of this? The northern end of the Sunset Mountains. And that is where they are held up. Um, did you get any further information from Varam as to how close they might be to actually bringing Tiamat? He thinks they're pretty close. I am wary to send troops there as of yet. I feel we have more information to gain before moving forward. I've, I myself have been to battle and lost many, many an ally. And I don't wish that upon anybody as of right now. Delane Winterhound speaks up. So about, about the dwarf, um... You brought him here. He's been known to upset the natural order of things before, and I feel like holding him here, we might be asking for more trouble than what it's worth. Is there anything that we should, now that we've kind of got the information out of him, is there, like, do we want to just offer him up to the get him out of here, or do we want to... He could potentially be leveraged. Why would we just give him up? Well, it seems like if... No, no, no. That was a stupid idea. No more talking from you. <laughs> I see how it is. <laughs> Fucking uh, shut down. Right? Why don't we take him for a reconnaissance mission? He'll be able to show us exactly where to go, uh, potentially help mitigate pitfalls, uh, and at the very least, you know, offer him up as bait or distraction. You don't think he could double-cross you and send you to the wolves, so to speak? You don't think that I could turn into a wolf and just tear him from limb to limb? She raises a good point. I like you. You're good. All right. 
So you want to go on a reconnaissance mission? Is that what you're saying? Where are you going on a reconnaissance mission? Well, Silver Lady just kind of made it seem like things weren't ready and we needed more information. I was reading between the lines. I see what she's saying. Fair enough. Lady Silverhand says, you have gained much. Is there anybody else that you swayed to our side while you were out there? Well, we saved Mirabar. We saved Little Rock. We saved... <laughs> oh, what and, about the, um, any of these the people army? Gonna help us? The army yeah. of Mirabar. Axe of Mirabar. The Axe of Mirabar. The Axe of Mirabar has been reluctant to join the council, but they are an astounding force that if they are on our side, then that is another plus in our column. Well, they're, they're about as half as, as outstanding as they were before. How, how so? Yeah. Well, remember that Primsbane guy we were mentioning? He kind of did a number on their army. Oh. Well. But they still have a lot of troops, so that's good. That That is that is good. And it's, babies are born every day. This is true. <laughs> Takes a while for dwarves to age, but that is okay. <laughs> the more numbers we have, the better, is what I say. Um, we'll suit up every baby. <laughs> It'll be an adorable <laughs> army, not effective. This baby dwarf army sounds pretty awesome. Very cute, very cute. They'll only be as high as your knees, but they will be vicious. Uh, last time we were talking to this council, yes, we were supposed to find Macoth. Did it? Mm-hmm. You're welcome. We were supposed to find Varam the White. Did it? We freed Little Rock. I'm looking at my list, you guys, of things from one year ago that we were supposed to accomplish. Very exciting. <clears throat> and then the other thing is that the worm speaker Naravine is in a misty forest stronghold. We ever track that guy down? Maybe we should do that. Uh, King Melandrich says, "What? What? What was that name?" <laughs> God. <laughs> worm speaker. Naravine. Naravine. It's not possible. Well, it's on our to-do list. It's in the other info section. <laughs> <laughs> Flip it's the page. It's down in a footnote. He says, no, N- Vane was, is my son. And he's been lost for, for many, many years now. We find things. We're the finders. <gasps> oh, that's pretty good. I mean, it's better than what we currently have, which is nothing. Delane speaks up and he says, uh, you said the the Misty Forest is where this Vane is. That's where he was last seen, yep. As I've been trying to tell King Melandrich here, he says, oh, fuck off. <laughs> anyway, I have heard and have been getting reports that there have been many recent dragon attacks in the Misty Forest. This could be connected to what you have found. Might not be. But if this Nerenvain, son of King Melandrich, fuck you. (laughs) Maybe he's working for the cult now. That's fucking impossible. King Melandrich tells me that it has been taken care of. The elves have increased their patrols and fortified their positions, but as I asked him, he has not heard from his patrols in quite a while. I'm sorry, can King Melandrith speak for himself? I don't wish to, my dear. Oh, this man speaks for you? This man is a fucking idiot. Do you want us to find your son or not? 
If it is my son, he's... Do you believe your son is working for the Cult of the Dragon? That's not possible. Why? It's not possible. It's not how I raised him. Oh, doesn't count. Anyways, <laughs> with all due respect here, he hasn't heard from his outposts in quite a while. Which means that these dragon attacks could have taken out large elven villages. He himself hasn't been back there in a while. Othea doesn't feel good about this. She's all like, my people. Delane says, but with more emotion. I'm willing to lead a team there. I know the area. I just need support in case his reports aren't true. I I kind of like 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 a, like a like group huddle. Come get get me. And then and then we whisper loudly and like then we say, we'll do it. I don't know, I'm speaking for everybody. Of course we'll do it, right? Oh yeah. We got this. This is what we do. We're trying to find the people running the Cult of the Dragon, and if that's our next clue as to where one is going to be, we may as well go. Maybe we can save some lives while we're there. Maybe we can kill a dragon while we're there. <gasps> Ooh, that excites Thea. Uh, Lady Silverhand says, well, add it to your quest log, because this is, this is happening now. Delane Winterhound will lead a team of you investigators to the Misty Forest, where hopefully King Melandrich is true in that his cities are fine and everything is good. If not, you may find the next step we are looking for. Uh, Krantis should stay here, I think. What the fuck? I got the airship! <laughs> he does have the airship. Oh, okay, yeah. I can get us there look at his split! Yeah, let's not, tra- let's not spend, like, like, three months traveling. I spoke in haste. We'll take the airship. He can stay on the airship. He probably should. Perfect. We're, we're also whispering in front of Francis. Yeah, 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 definitely. I can hear you, you know. I mean, I gotta make... Okay, I'll go. What'll happen is I'll, I'll drop you in the misty forest. I gotta go make a swing by some frog places with an old buddy of mine. We'll, we'll, get, we'll get to that later. Um, but uh, yeah, it'll be fine. You guys do what you gotta do. And then I'll come back and swing, pick you up, lickety split. We'll be back here, Bob's your I, uncle. I, I put a finger to his lips and I go, shh, 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 shh. We will go to the Misty Forest. Lady Silverhand says, wonderful. <laughs> well, it seems we have determined our next step. Lord Neverember had one more piece that we needed to discuss before we go. Lord Neverember stands up and says, thank you, Lady Silverhand. I've been approached by and sent a representative from the metallic dragons. This is Elia. Elia, please inform the council of the metallic dragons request. I, I, I look over at Flint and I go, are they talking robot dragons? You know the metallic dragons are dragons. They are just metallic in color. They're the oh. gold, silver... Uh, oh, Type dragons, and they are—they uh, always lean on the good side of the spectrum, whereas oh. the chromatic dragons lean on the evil side of the spectrum. Uh. Uh, Elia stands up and says, "Thank you." Everybody feels very drawn to her, like I mentioned before. When the cult of the dragon sounded the dracorn, as you know, its tremors were felt across the north. 
Many metallic dragons began to investigate what it meant and gather information on the cult. One of those dragons, Protanther, invoked an ancient draconic rite of council, summoning ambassadors from among the metallic dragons. The council has determined what they want and what the council here wants have overlapping similarities in, of course, stopping the rise of Tiamat. And they wish for a representative to be sent to their council meeting in the Nether Mountains to find out how, if at all, you can help each other. She looks to Lady Silverhand and she speaks. Having such an alliance would be immensely powerful in our fight. Is this something that you four, she looks to Thea and three, if Grancis has somewhere else to be? <laughs> he does, I'm sure he does. He's can a busy take guy. on and handle the negotiations with the metallic dragons? Are we being asked to be in two places at once? Elia says the the council meeting will be held when you get to it. If there are matters that need to be taken care of before that, with the Misty Forest. They would be understanding in that. They do not wish to wait much longer, though. Well, it only takes us about four months to accomplish <laughs> um, a goal. Totally. Um, what do we think? I mean, it just sounds like having more allies is a good thing. You know the metallic dragons to be some of the wisest and smartest creatures in the land. I would like to meet those creatures. I don't know about you, Nulara. I think it is a good idea for the Alliance. I think we are not diplomats, and this will not play to our strengths. However, I'm willing to go if that's what the Council wants. I think as long as we can properly articulate the side in which <laughs> that we are both right on... <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it will be fine. I think we are all on the same team. I'm not. What exactly are they looking for? Are they just looking for I an amicable only, show of faith? Like what are? I have only been sent to ask for a representative. Okay, so they just want to chit chat. I say we go. Sure. Of course. Grantis says I can make sure show. that I'm done my thing before you guys go there, and we can. I've I've talked to lots of dragons before. You speak draconic. Well, I mean, they speak common, too. Very common. <laughs> Look, they were <laughs> yummy mashed potatoes. Uh, just don't get me started. Mm. Yes, I we got will distracted go. of our common talk. You know, the star of John Wick 2? <laughs> of course. Of course. He's an underrated actor. I've been, <laughs> Shut up. Been watching him in Hell on Wheels. He's amazing. It's pretty good. Pretty good. Sounds like we got a new list of tasks. Yes, we are in agreement. Wonderful. So you shall head with Delane Winterhound to the Misty Forest and then go to the Nether Mountains and meet with the Metallic Dragons, promptly which reporting back here as to findings of both. Sorry, what do you mean by promptly? We don't do anything promptly. As quickly as possible, as time, of course, is of the essence. Well, you have much to prepare for. I will dismiss you from the meeting, um, unless there's anything else you require from us before you leave. Uh, just standard provisions. Definitely could use some uh, more healing potions. Yeah, that'd probably be good. Yes. 
Uh, we can we can supply you with all the things you need, um, as many healing potions as your airship can carry, and it shall be so. Lady Silverhand uh, dismisses you and then carries on with the meeting. And you hear as you are you are you staying? Or are you going? What's happening? I think we should go. Yeah, agreed. We're terrible at interacting with things. Let's on to action. Uh, you hear kind of the the general uh, conversation as you are exiting the room. Um, is uh, just different uh, heads of regions talking about the different things that the cult is doing in their countries, in their realms. Um, and it sounds like it's not looking very good. Um, the cults have been sacking cities, and there's not a lot of people anymore fighting back against them in a lot of these areas that they are hitting. They're hitting a lot of smaller towns. Um, again, taking treasures and just general murdering of people. Well, that's not good. Well, hello there. I'm your Dungeon Master, Russ Moore. Thank you for joining us for episode 30 of Dungeons & Dragons. Can you believe it? 30 episodes titled A Council Meeting in Waterdeep. I want to take a moment just to say thank you for joining us for these 30 episodes, or if this is your first episode, thank you as well. The show of support from our listeners and other podcasters that we've received over the last year has been amazing, and it's with your support that we keep making each episode better. The next episode will be out January 31st, and this next episode coming up will feature our very first guest star, DM Doc from the Bros and Dragons podcast. Go check out his podcast and give him some love over there. But let's get back to the episode and set forth on the next adventure. Have a great couple weeks, and we'll talk soon. What you doing? Uh, gathering supplies, throwing them on the airship, punching Grancis in the stomach. <laughs> Uh, how many uh, healing potions am I actually updating my inventory to include? Yeah, ditto. Uh, like, uh, I'll give you, I'll give you, how many did you have last time? You started to say 50, did you say 50? I was going to say four. (laughs) I was going to say four. Four each? Yeah. Okay. It's not as good as 50, but I'll take four because I had a zero. They're going to give you each uh, one rare and three uncommon. So the one rare is an 8d4 plus 8, and the uncommons are 4d4 plus 4. Uh-oh, this means fights are going to get real hard, guys. Uh, yeah, so you gather your health potions, and you head to the airship, and there's a new person there. First you get word from from a representative from the council that Delane Winterhound uh, will be heading out on foot. And oh, God, it's going to take him forever to get there. I'm pissed about it because I really, I thought we hit it up. Why is he going on foot? He's a man of the of the ground and of the wild. And about approximately how long will it take him to get there on oh, foot? not long. How long will it take us to get there by air? Uh, less long. Oh, God, <laughs> okay. you're so specific. <laughs> <laughs> Quality uh, units of time you've got. Don't worry. Mm-hmm. Don't worry about it. Story things. We'll just. We'll just. We'll figure it out. Okay. Um. So yeah, he will be heading out on foot with his wolf, and he will be meeting you at the rendezvous point, which he is. She has left for you. Right. We totally. Which talked is about it. yeah. Which you totally talked about and is totally in this 
in this scroll that has been handed to you. Perfect. And you get on board the airship, and there is an uh, another older man standing there. Oh, oh joy! Is uh, it is it Grand Sass? It's Francis. Francis's twin brother. It's it's Francis and Grancis. Uh, nope. Super nope. team. Tells stupid stories. Does stupid shit. Uh, Grancis comes aboard and he says, "Yeah, no, this is uh, this is my buddy." Uh, he, well, he's gonna help me take the frogs back. I mean, after we deal with all your misty, misty forest dragons and stuff. Um, his, uh, you want to know his name, I take it. Yep, yep. You... Uh, yeah, yeah, you want to know his name. Hey, Thaddeus, this is, uh, this is my friends, Thea, my best friend, Laura <laughs> and Flint, all of which are great friends. This is Thaddeus Sicker Crumupple. I've Hi, been Thaddeus. calling him Crandall this whole time. And he says, If anyone got my Simpsons reference, you're welcome. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> sure, Some, one person got it. Somebody did, and they were delighted. Yeah. And they signed up for <laughs> Patreon right after. <laughs> <laughs> I'll work more Simpsons references into my games that I DM. Uh, he looks at you and it's like, Judging by the look on your face, uh, you've spent a little time with Grancis here. <laughs> just, just a little bit. How? Yeah, do you, the how, only. It's, it seems I was trying like to talk to a human forever. <laughs> go for it. Uh, how do you know Grancis, Thaddeus? Oh, we go. Uh, we go way back. We were. Uh, we were in the uh, magic military a long time ago. I was his uh, his guy who made sure he didn't die. Oh, he only had one of those guys? Seems like that'd be like a full-time five-person job. Why we don't work together anymore. Anyways, uh, yeah, we've been on a lot of excursions, including this frog excursion, which I'm being roped back into to help him bring thousands of frogs back down south. I'm sorry, are these frogs currently on the airship? Yeah, oh yeah. They're down below. They're not big. They He kept them small. He's going to make them bigger. Yeah, no, we remember. Oh boy. All right, okay. I mean, there's just some frogs. Yeah, we may or may not have been kidnapped by these frogs before. Anyway, does this not seem like a bad idea to anyone else to Francis. have thousands of frogs in the bottom of the airship on the way to a mission? Oh, don't worry about it, guys. I uh, got them all locked up there. They're in, uh, and we talked about it. You know, ribbit, ribbit, frog, frog. And uh, we came to a conclusion that they just want to be back home. Okay, but do you swear you're not going to mess I with them? You're not going to shrink anything? You're not Swear gonna... on your mashed potatoes. Uh, Swear on your airship, you are not going to shrink or embiggen anything while we are on this ship and we are with you. Yes. I swear on my airship and my mashed potatoes and my pancakes that I will not shrink in or embiggen anything on the airship while we are traveling. Excellent use of embiggen, guys. Yeah, I'm loving this. (laughs) It's a perfectly cromulent word. Thaddeus is a, he's an he's an older human male who uh, who is about uh, just about six feet. He looks like he's in his late seventies. Um, 
wrinkled, sun-worn skin and long, flowing white hair. Not like the crazy hair of Grancis. He looks to Grancis and says, Once this is done, we're done, dude. Like, seriously. <laughs> dude. Yeah, yeah. It's an old hippie. I like it. It's an old hippie. Yeah, I got it. Okay. I just, you know, one last, one last, one last kick at the can. Oh. And uh, he goes and fires up the airship, and you guys start flying off towards the Misty Forest. What are you guys doing on the airship? Playing that dice game? Oh, oh yeah. God. I roll two sticks, a half a heart, and a, Nobody uh, knows what you're a talking side about. nostril. You win. Yeah. <laughs> this is like the game of cups. You have full cup. <laughs> For pretty much a solid day, just play this this dice game. Grancis had the dice game. That's what he had. Yeah. So here, guys, I learned this on uh, when I was on the watership. Uh, here, you can you might be able to play it. It's pretty intense, though. A lot of rules. A lot of confusing, confusing rules. Uh, so you guys are traveling for about a day, and it's a little, uh, it's about a day and a half flight to get to the Misty Forest from where you are, um, and you are suddenly in what appears to be a lot of fog. Grancis yells out, he's like, oh, just, uh, just keep an eye out, make sure we don't dip too low and like clip a tree or something, you know? I'm sorry, who are you talking to? You guys! We are to keep an eye out. Yeah! <laughs> Aren't you driving this airship? Yeah, now I'm a fucking pilot. God damn it. I look out the window. I'm like, mm, I don't see anything. And as you look out the window and you say you don't see anything, there is a burst of black flame that strikes the airship. And a adult black dragon swoops overhead as you begin plummeting to the ground. And Francis yells, I told you to watch out. Hold on to your butts. had to pop in here at the end because amidst being bickered at, I forgot to mention that Thaddeus Sicker Crumupple is an NPC name given to us by one of our patrons, Adam Farber. Thank you, Adam. If you have a name that you want to submit to us, just check out the rewards at patreon.com slash dumbdragoncast. Music in today's episode was by Kevin McLeod of incompetech.filmmusic.io. Carla. <clears throat> yep, I have some stuff. I sent you Did guys you write- a page. Okay. Uh, um. Oh, oh, I. Oh. <laughs> I'm the worst. <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't read. Uh, all sorts read of it. like vocal activities going on. I know. I like I'm, it. Yes. Amy's panicking. Bring the natural voice over there. Russ just nodded very like. Okay. I can't believe you got it that fast. <laughs> <laughs> How I'm just condescending looking through of my, him. <laughs> I'm looking through my notes, and it's like, well, so there proud. are some people we saved. There are some people we saved. Surely some <laughs> of these people will help us if we need them to. I'm sorry. What accent is this? I don't know. I it's like it, though. It's kind of it's, it's, It was very British at the beginning, yeah. and now I don't know. He's just getting angry, so he just, you know, you know, loses it. This is Elia Stormborn. Elia, please inform. <laughs> that's not your, that's not your real, like, Elia, yes, but. Yeah. Is it Stormborn? No. It is? 
No. Okay. But, uh, but, I was, but like, I was did, pretty it's, sure. It's Daenerys yeah. Stormborn. But you gave it me is. a micro heart attack there. I was like, what is yeah. this shit you're launching on me right now, Russ <laughs> Oh, yeah. This is a fucking surprise crossover. <laughs> yeah. Bitch, get on board. I feel really bad better, for Russ when he talks as Grancis because oh, the I look it. I give him is like, I'm just sitting here just <laughs> looking at him like, just stop talking why why do you exist <laughs> i agree i always feel bad when i mean to grancis because like it's russ being grancis <laughs> so just so you know i think you're great russ i know grancis no the i worst. know i i originally designed grancis to be super useful but then he kind of quickly became super unuseful <laughs> and you guys just went with it so that's what we're going with I now like it. hey the airship comes in real handy it does. It does. It cuts down on our time. Yeah. Yeah. That was the one thing that he had going for him. Anyways, Dungeons and Dragons is a Dumb Dragons production. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. You wake up startled in the middle of the night, convinced that there's something out there in the darkness. Your brain tells you that there's nothing to be afraid of that the inhuman shape in the corner of your room is just your laundry piled on a chair. But as you hear the ghostly, ragged breathing that doesn't belong to you, you realize your brain is dead wrong. If you love the mix of horror, mystery, and comedy in shows like Buffy, Ash vs. the Evil Dead, or Supernatural, you'll feel right at home on The Crit Show, a Monster of the Week actual play podcast where the players, playing as themselves, are tasked with being the last line of defense from the forces of evil that go bump in the night. Join us every Wednesday and learn the games we play while the gang tries their best to solve the mysteries, hunt the monsters, and protect the innocent. Their intentions are good. Their dice rolls, not so much. You can find The Crit Show at thecritshowpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts.